every single woman I've talked to who's sort of in this realm and aware of these dynamics says, I don't want just the dark, that feels too oppressive. I don't want just the light, that feels too nice. I need the combination of both. You know, I need the combination of dark and light, of heart and warrior. And it's that combination that makes men attractive. There we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Deeper Podcast. Let me get my mic closer to me. Uh, the Deeper Podcast Conversations with Men. And today I'm joined by none other than G.S. Youngblood. And apart from having a really cool name, this man is also a men's coach and the author of the book, The Masculine in Relationships, How to Inspire the Trust, Lust, and Devotion of a Strong Woman. And I, this is honestly the book that I recommend to all my clients and my men's groups because I so appreciate um, the clear, practical, and real life understanding that GS Youngblood brings to the masculine. So I feel so, so honored and excited to have this conversation with him today, and especially to dive deeper into the dark masculine and into sexual mm. leadership. So GS Youngblood, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. Thank you, Sophie. I'm excited to do this with you. Yeah. So for people who don't know you, can you just share a little bit about who you are and your story and what brought you to life, to where you are at right now in your life? Wow. Uh, personal and professional or just the personal? Whatever you feel like. Right. <laughs> um, I just, I had a, from a professional side, I had a long background in Silicon Valley as a tech exec. And, um, but my personal life intruded upon that path. And about 10 years ago, my marriage ended, my one and only marriage. And that was about a 10 year marriage. And it ended in a really tough way. And by the end of that marriage, I was uh, just trying to keep the peace, stay out of trouble, and which had me discard my own needs and boundaries and desires. And uh, that was horrible. And the more that I was trying to be that pleaser, the, the further away it pushed her. And so that marriage ended and it was a real catalyst for me. Uh, I knew there had to be a better way. There was, had to be a way that I could feel more in my power. And that was tough in, in that relationship. She was a very strong woman. And so I didn't know how to be with that at the time. And I've come to learn that a lot of men feel like that, particularly ones with strong women. And that is what the book is about is, you know, how, what is a model of me being in my core, my masculine core, being in my own power and still honoring the fact that she's a strong woman and not trying to squelch her. And so the last 12 years have been a deep exploration of me, both um, doing men's work with some of the you know, prominent teachers out there that many of the names you would probably know, uh, but also in relationship. I, was, I had another long-term relationship after that and with a very powerful and feminine woman. And so it was, a, it was a real life laboratory of practicing what opened her, what didn't open her, what created more connection between us and how I could feel more in my own power with a strong woman. And that led me to start taking notes, uh, which turned into the book, uh, which then uh, was, was, became part of my coaching practice with men, which is really where I am today and working with a lot of men. Uh, I really like to work with men in relationship. That's my, that's my sweet spot and helping them feel more in their power. And it's, it's really gratifying work for me. I can imagine. I can imagine. I, actually, the work that I do with women is on surrendering the strong, independent woman and not about surrendering your power, but more like not bringing that masculine energy into your relationships while still honoring that you are, of course, a strong, powerful woman. Mm -hmm. that's, so I, I love that work that you, that you just <laughs> described because that's the challenge. It's, mm -hmm. I think for a lot of women, I'm guessing, I don't want to speak for the women, but it's like, how can I be in my own power? And, you know, there's this little voice in me that says, sometimes I want to surrender. So how do I reconcile those two parts of me without, um, you know, obliterating one or the other? Yeah. And also reconciling that even though I'm able to do everything by myself, I don't have to. Yes. Right. Yes. And to, and to actually invite a man into that and, and to also feel that that is what the masculine often like deeply longs to be. Yeah. And that's the yeah, trap. A lot of men, a yeah, lot of men, on. including me at the time, a lot of men fall into that trap when they're with capable women. They're like, Oh, well she can do all this. So I'll just let her. Yeah. And what we don't realize is exactly what you said. It's like, yeah, you can do it, but it doesn't put you in that softened state that, that we like you in necessarily. Yeah, this may be already a beautiful segue because I think, be, especially when you are this very strong woman, I've, at least in my own experience, also what I've seen in my clients, you almost be, need to be matched with the same intensity and the light masculine for that doesn't feel like enough. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you need the intensity of the dark masculine because otherwise, honestly, my masculine doesn't chill out otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Until, until, you meet, until you meet the other masculine, then, then you can relax into that. Yeah. And yeah. I think you're speaking, there's a couple of principles that you're speaking to that, mm-hmm. that I think about and write about a lot. Um, one is the notion of gears. You know, can we have to be able to shift gears? Like as a man, I need to be able to shift into a strong masculine persona. And I also need to be able to back off and, and yeah. feel my feminine side as well, you know, in the, where I might need to be more in touch with my emotions and actually share those. I might need to be more tuned to the connection at times. So shifting gears. And I think for the feminine, it's the same. You want to be out in the world kicking ass and doing great things and then come home and sometimes surrender. Yeah. And that leads into a really core point. I think is really the basis of our discussion here is every single woman I've talked to who's sort of in this realm and aware of these dynamics says, I don't want just the dark. That feels too oppressive. I don't want just the light. It feels too nice. Mm -hmm. I need the combination of both. You know, I need the combination of dark and light of heart and warrior. And it's that combination that makes men attractive. And I, I, I'm throwing that out. It's really for your validation in front of the reader, the listeners here, you know, does that resonate for you? Yeah. Yeah. So let's get right to it. Like, what is the dark masculine to you? <laughs> I can share you mine, but I'm very curious about you. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> this is this is really tricky area, by the way. So let's just acknowledge that we're in we're in tricky territory in, in today's society, particularly in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there is deep inside a masculine being. There uh, are darker instincts. Um, where he will do what is necessary and he might actually hurt people um, and take and not have regard for the other. And I think most people would say, oh, those are bad qualities. But here's the thing is it's, you actually have to have that kind of energy where you're not just worried about what everybody else thinks and you're, you're not in that pleaser energy, but you're more in like, I'm going to take what's mine. And, and take what I want and do what I want. But you have to take that by itself. That, of course, turns into sexual assault, and misogyny, and all these horrible things by itself. And so, you know, dark energy is taking some of those baser instincts and then coupling those with, with care. Yeah. You know, care and regard for the other person's well-being. And that right there is the art of the dark energies, which is you live by your own code um, you, you make your own direction, you know, what's right. And you assert yourself to make it happen. Um, and you're still taking care of the other person. Like that's the healthy dark energy. And so how does that manifest? Cause I think I talked very theoretically there, you know, but more practically, um, that comes where I can take control in the bedroom, Yeah, you know, and I can, pull you, you know, pull you towards me and hold you, turn you around and pin your arms behind your back and, and then gently caress you, you know, like I'm not tentative. I'm not wondering, you know, is this okay? Mm-hmm. I've, I'm already tuned as you, as what well, I, I don't mean you, but the, the proverbial you as my lover, I'm already tuned into you and I know what you like and I know what you don't like. So I don't have to sit there and ask permission. Is this okay? You know, I already am tuned into you so I can then fold that in and then lead the sexuality like I want. And um, that was actually one something I I learned from David Data, which was Mm -hmm. to really take a woman to her sexual edge. You know, you've you've got to have this dark side, but then you've got to couple it with love. So the hand that spanks your ass, you know, there's also got to be love in that hand, you know, proverbially speaking. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how that lands for you, but I'll just pause for a second. For a <laughs> this is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful because it, it resonates so much. And I, I was going to ask this to you anyways, like there, there is a darkness that feels a bit like a bro, right? That's just like taking what he wants. And it's just like fucking this woman or whatever. And it doesn't feel connected. It doesn't feel safe. And that's what I think a lot of women are afraid of. Yes. Yes. And men are afraid that they will be accused of that or that may, they might lose control of that energy. And yes. there's the one that is actually deeply connected to you and is mixing both the dark and the light at the same time. And then it becomes tantalizing because you have to stay so present with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I love the mix, that notion of mixing the dark and the light. Like for yeah. me, that's, that's, 
like it's almost this a core technique where you, mm-hmm. you you mix something intense with something sweet, you know. Yeah. So it's the it's the smack on the ass followed by just the tender caress and the, and the whispered word in the ear, you know. It's the pulling of the hair, you know, and you are my, and whispering in her ear, "You're mine tonight," and then just gently stroking her heart, you know. <laughs> it's, so it's these contrasts that you can you just like, you know, it can really create a lot of turn on. It's, it's been my experience. Yeah. Um, and, and creates interestingness, you know, it's, yeah. it's textured, it's, it's, you know, there's variety to it. And it's not the same. Yeah, you have to stay very present with somebody. It's not predictable. I think otherwise it can just be very predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, because it could just be like, well, people seem porn or whatever. It's like, oh, now we're doing this, now we're doing this, now we're doing this. Like, it's very obvious. And I yeah. think especially in the mixing of the light and the dark, like, it forces the feminine into presence. She can't disconnect. She can't like go into her head and think about the grocery list. Yeah, I mean that's stay with that's, him. That's the goal, right? <laughs> yeah. Just to go yeah. into her body. So, yeah, but it, it's it's what I've seen is if you can, and I don't know if this will make sense to to mm-hmm. the listeners here, but it's you have to create the container of safety, and then in that is in that you put the edge. You yeah. Know? So she knows number one, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're going to care for her, both her heart, but also her body. You're like not going to, you're not going to genuinely hurt her. Yeah. Um, you're not going to unconsciously, you know, get into your porn moves and actually hit her in the head with your elbow because you're trying to flip her over too quickly. You know, right. you're, you're moving her body in a way that she's going to be physically safe too. Once a woman believes that, absent other factors, so I'm generalizing, mm-hmm. of course, but, you know, once your woman believes that, um, then she's going to relax and then she can take a lot more of your command. She can take a lot more of the, of the hard spank on the ass has been my, been my experience. Yeah. Um, when it's within that container of safety. So men really have to get a handle on what that takes. Yeah. And this may sound like this is a practice I, I do with my partner it, to really, like, I love what you spoke into on, on knowing where the edge is. Cause something about that edge is so tantalizing. Mm-hmm. And so we just did this, like, we, everybody could do this. He just like pulled my hair and there's a part where it just hurts and it's uncomfortable. And there's a part where I feel nothing. And there's a part where it's so exciting and I don't really know if it's hurting or if it's, if it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I just taught him, I was just saying like, okay, now do so like, no, nope, that's too much. Okay. Now it's nice. And yeah, so he that's... now completely knows where my edge is. And I... like, we, we don't always know that from each other. And you can actually just turn it into play. Like if you hold me this tight, actually just genuinely hurts. Yeah. And somewhere in between that, it's actually really exciting. Yeah. And I love what you're saying because it brings up the notion of attunement. Yeah. And, you know, men, you've got to be attuned, just like, just like you said. So if yeah. your man has gotten attuned to how he can pull your hair. Mm-hmm. And so for the men out there, you know, this is about having half your attention on your own pleasure yeah. and then half your attention or at least some other portion of your attention on her. You're watching your woman's eyes, the way she might wince if you're not doing something that feels good or the, the way that she holds her breath or or moans, you know, you've got to start to notice those things. And so yeah. that's attunement and knowing where her edges are. And then, yeah. Sophie, you, you said something really helpful, which is, you know, you can do these, you can actually have a conversation in sex. Like you don't want to be chit-chatting, but you know, to say, how does that feel, baby? You know, and then watch your reaction. You can check in with your woman. I don't do it too much. Mm-hmm. But you can check in with your partner and just like Sophie, you said, your partner did, you know, oh, too much, little, and then you can tune. So don't be afraid to ask that or, you know, that question of, you know, how does that feel? Is that too much? Uh, Those are really uh, helpful questions to understand your partner's edges, as you said. Yeah. And and I think I want to maybe elaborate on on what you're saying there. Like a part of it is asking like, hey, does that feel good? And if you ask it too much, it actually feels like a... um... And insecurity in the masculine like yes like like you need permission on everything yeah so that doesn't always feel nice if it's done too often and what i think is not always ex- like spoken about enough in the whole consent world and the consent uh, practices is you'll notice if somebody stops breathing for instance mm-hmm. If your woman all of a sudden stops breathing, stops moving her body, also for that man, like they're disconnecting somewhere and it doesn't really matter why it's happening or what's going on, but they're disconnecting. So you have to slow down and and come back to each other Mm -hmm. to just watch. Like, even if you are exploring darker energies together, like if your woman just stopped breathing, come back to her, come Mm -hmm. back, slow it all down, see where she's at. Invite her to breathe too. 
yeah that's so sexy like yeah. baby let's breathe together like oh yeah. yummy when, when the man is <laughs> when the man is holding the container so much that he's he he's even tuned into her basic you know yeah. involuntary bodily functions yeah. yeah yeah and he's present with her he's so present with her why do you think it is that the the least i won't spot, speak for every woman but for a lot of women they really want to be pushed up against the wall right like what is it that's that that's so attractive about the dark masculine for the feminine, do you think? Uh, the ability to just let go and be on his ride, to not have to think. You know, we, we all know that the mind and the body are sort of in conflict during sexuality, you know, each one is trying to, to be the <laughs> one that's on top. So the ability to not have to think, what are we doing next? And make right. that decision, you know, is just so, I mean, we all, we all like it. You know, like even guys, like sometimes, you know, women that I'm dating, you know, if in a moment they want to try to take over and jump on top, you know, it's cool for, for a little bit. Um, but it's not my basic nature. It's more of a, it's more of a, like a garnish, <laughs> you know, yeah. whereas I, I would assert, and I'm going out on a limb here to speak for women, but just roll with me, is that's more of the basic feminine nature, not women. I'm talking about their feminine mm -hmm. side, you know, that is the basic feminine nature, which they're going to be more you know, their ratio is higher on the feminine side. I just think that's biologically true uh, for most people. So it's that ability to just let go and, and be on his ride. And where's he going to take the sexuality? There's something very enticing about that. And I think it's more the feminine's basic nature, which is why it feels so good to be pushed up against the wall. You know, the man knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants. And that is liberating to be around. So I think that's that's why they like it so or they yeah. you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> if I could speak for myself, I think and I, I've heard that in, in my in my uh female clients as well, that there's almost we want to see the dark masculine, we wanna see it in him because then I know he has a choice and I know how he's handling it and I know I can trust him. There's something about like, especially like these very nice guys, very like light spiritual men that actually scares me scares a lot of women because it doesn't feel like they've owned something inside of themselves that is there anyways yeah. and that can yeah. then come out sideways and for some reason like there's something about the dark masculine also in sexuality but maybe also outside that i'm like okay i can you, you are in choice you are there with an intention you are in control of this and now i can trust you mm -hmm. i feel yeah. safer yeah. Yeah. There's like an acknowledgement. I, what I heard you say was that it's, it's almost like they're denying a part of themselves, mm -hmm. like a basic masculine part. If they're so new agey and flowy, yeah. like, like, what are you suppressing? You know, yeah. you don't, you don't tr as you said, you don't trust them because anybody that's suppressing something, you immediately aren't going to trust them. So yeah, yeah that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. It feels like a denial of their basic, some part of their basic being and, and, then I, I know I, I project onto that, that they're probably scared. They're scared to assert themselves. And then I can't respect a man who just runs around in the world scared and denying part of his basic nature. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I speak about this quite often, actually, but it's I, 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 the, the whole issue with the nice guy is I think that um, when I'm in front of a nice guy, it means that he's going to be nice to me at the expense of himself. Mm -hmm. And so I now have to manage that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, because yeah. that takes me out of the feminine. I have to now caretake, or I have to like keep yeah. keep overview of everything because this guy isn't taking care of his own boundaries. Right. And when you're caretaking, that's a total turn on, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> total turn on. Yeah. yeah. So that actually that that makes that I can't surrender. That I have to like, are you? I have to now manage for you if you're okay or not. Right. So yeah, and so I would say to any men listening, like if you're if you're not feeling her sexually aroused or attracted to yeah. you open to you like check in with yourself if you're doing any of this sort of suppressing or letting letting you know her manage the sexuality manage your emotions manage anything and that's probably one of the reasons she's not feeling sexually open yeah i saw that you wrote about that in that book like i, I wanted to ask about that anyways like when because there's so i don't know if this is always the case but in, in my practice i see so many situations where the man wants more sex and the woman is just not really feeling it, especially in longer term yeah. relationships. The men are in genuine pain over it. Like it's really, 
it's really hard on them. Like it's really suffering sometimes. Like it's, yeah. but they're just not able to express themselves and be in interaction as much as they'd want. And the women just feel more and more obligated and guilt tripped and sh more and more shut down yeah. from the men, from the masculine, like what's the leadership role that they can take there? What's, what's their role in this situation? Like what, yeah. how can they handle this? Well, let me, let me first comment on the, what, the man's perspective when he, when she's not sexually open, we yeah. often take it as a rejection of us. Yeah. And it's really painful. As you said, it's really painful because we think it's about us and we don't, you know, we don't tune in. It could be a hundred other things that have nothing to do with us, but it usually does, but it's not a rejection of who we are. And that's the thing is you guys, you know, you're still there. You're still probably somewhere open to us, but it's, it's what we're bringing to the equation that often has you shut down. So it could be a number of things, you know, if I'm constantly not making you feel emotionally safe, you know, th throughout our relationship, you know, you're probably going to shut down sexually to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, other ways, if I'm not making you feel safe in general, then you're probably going to be shut down to me. If, um, but the other one is just like, I haven't developed my sexual skills. You know, and I have, I have a quote in the book that every time I say it to myself, it still makes me laugh, but it's, it's something to the effect of, you know, don't confuse a woman who's not interested in sex with a woman who's not interested in the sex that's available to her. And you know, what that means is just, <laughs> guess what guys, she probably still wants to get it on frequently, but what you've been bringing is really not inspiring to her. You know, what you've been bringing in the bedroom is not inspiring to her. And so whether it be from just a practical skill standpoint, do you actually know how to warm her up? Yeah. Um, or is it just, are you not, are you not in a leadership role? While you might have good, you know, point skills, you know, overall, are you taking the lead in the bedroom? Which I, now gets me back to the core of your question. Yeah. You know, what is sexual leadership in the bedroom? Like that's, mm -hmm. I think that's the question we're putting on the mm -hmm. table. Number one, men, I'm just speaking to the men now. You know, number one, know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, having, you know, I, and I'm going to, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable here, but in, in a relationship that I had, a long relationship I had in, in my, <laughs> oh, this is edgy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to be as generic as possible, so <laughs> not to name any names, but there was a long relationship I had, a formative one for 10 years. She did not like oral sex. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do it. Man, I didn't learn and practice my skills. So when I got into that next long-term relationship, actually, I wasn't very good at it. And that was upsetting to her. It was more upsetting than I expected. But you know what? I said, I, I got I to gotta fix this. I got to right this ship. And so then I developed my skills very consciously, accessing resources, you know, like you got to get out there and access the resources that are out there. Men, there's plenty of them. Yeah get better at these things. And when I did, she was then turned into a, a, a putty ball for me you know, in bed because I finally, you know, shored up that really glaring weakness in my repertoire. So men, number one, know what you're doing. And then number two, tune into her, as we talked about before. So you know what she likes, what she's given you sort of this bl blanket consent for, um, how she likes to be touched, how she likes to be warmed up, where her edges are, as you said, Sophie, um, the kind of names like dirty talk names that she loves, but also some might be verboten, um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. you, you know, so get your, get your confidence. So you're like, I know what I'm doing. Like that's the mindset. It, it has to be not just a mindset, but it has to be backed up by fact. Like I know what I'm doing because you can't take the lead if you're kind of tentative about how to, you know, perform oral sex on her. Can I ask you one question just on this point? Yeah. I, I hear a lot of men already responding to this in their head. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of guys have the notion that they should just know all these things and that mm -hmm. even admitting that there's something you need to learn already admits some kind of weakness or a lack of yeah. skill. And that's so intensely painful that yeah. I know lots of guys that even if I have these conversations with them will tell me, no, no, I don't need it. I know these things. Yeah, it's true. And we men are ego bound creatures, sadly, Yeah, and, uh, it but it prevents us. So yeah. well, let, 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 let this be the inspiration. If I just got on this podcast with all the listeners and talked about not being good at oral sex at some point, then you can do it too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's touche. That's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. So, as I said, there are resources out there. Tap into them. Yeah. And uh, I, I'll be coming out sometime in 2020 with... Um, 
my workshop on dark energy. Actually, I'm, yeah. I'm, beta, I'm beta testing it with you guys next month. And then, um, you know, so that's one resource, but there's a hundred others that, that you can access. And yeah. so for you've probably got some that you point your listeners to. Yeah. So yeah, men get over your ego and learn, know what you're doing. You can do it. And you don't know, you probably don't know your dad didn't teach you. Your brothers didn't teach you, you know, nobody taught you. You don't know. So get out there and, and educate yourself. Yeah. Um, and now that you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and the other part I'll add is you got to get over your sexual shame. You know, a lot of men have sexual shame issues. Um, you know, the best way to do that is, is tapping into healthy sexual resources, not porn, but healthy sexual resources will help you re normalize sex within your own mind and overcome your childhood programming that for whatever reason said that, you know, sex is bad or dirty or anything like that. Um, and then being more open with your woman about sexuality, what you want, what you're ashamed of, what you'd like to get better at, questions you have for her, you know, all of that can shine the light and obliterate your shame. Okay, so now we've got all of that. And the last step, and I know I'm, I'm going on long here, but oh, no, the, la the, last step, the last step is where you plug in the darkness. Yeah. And this is a mindset that um, <laughs> I just, I can only sort of put it into declare, like these declarative statements um, of just like tonight in this, like for these two hours, I own you, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a mindset like that. Like I am going to move your body how I want. And then there's the, the little caveat bubble that says, and I know what I'm doing. I'm going to keep you safe. I'm doing this out of love and connection. Um, you know, et cetera. Like that's the, that's the subtext, but the, the, the headline is like, I own you right now, you know, and you just, you, then you kind of move her body the way that you want. And I'm imagining your guys are like, okay, that sounds great. Give me some examples. Yeah. And give so me a script. I, I think we, yeah, <laughs> well, that's, this is exactly what my clients asked me for. They're like, just yeah. tell me what to say, man. Yeah. But let, okay. Let, do, can we go into that? You want to? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think what my curiosity in this is just for, just real quick to preface this before you go into this is that the same sentence coming from kind of a disconnected first stage guy that is just like dominating a woman out of some light misogyny feels yeah. very different than the exact same sentence, same situation from a man who was actually doing that. And I think this is maybe the key point for me. He's doing it because she really wants him there. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. She and desires it, to be pushed against that wall. And because of that, he does it. Yeah. Yep. There's, I mean, there's implied consent and desire. On yeah. 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 Okay. Go on. What did you want to say? Well, I, I was just, I was going to supplement. So I'm totally yeah. agreeing with what you said. And, and he has to be coming, he has to be channeling through his heart, Yes. which is actually hard. It actually took me a while. So this is not easy. You know, how do you couple your, um, your heart and your primal? And actually it was hard for me at first. Um, it, it would tend to shut the other one off, whichever I was in, mm -hmm. you know? And so if I try to go in my heart, like I, I maybe I would get, uh, maybe I'd get a little less hard or something mm -hmm. or just like less of my, and then if I went back into my primal, then it would, everything would recover. So to integrate those two is, it's an art, I have to say, and it takes a yeah. while, but you can do it. So that man that is pushing against the wall, if he's, it's like you feel you're, you're like, I own you. It's that like, I'm going to take it, which sounds evil on its own, mm. but it's like, and fuck, I love you. Mm. But, you know, you, and you might actually say that. It's like, mm. I'm going to devour you and I'm going to hold your heart too. You know? yeah. And so it's, it's like that. It's got to be both. You got to feel both. You can verbalize both. You can act, you can physicalize both, as we said, by like, you know, pulling her arms behind her. And really just like pinning her arms behind her where she can't move and then just gently caressing her face. So it's the dark and the light. So it's this consistent theme of dark and light. So, okay. So let's say you're a man. You, the number one thing you've got to do, even before, you know, she comes in the bedroom is you've got to set up the environmentals. Like you've, mm -hmm. you, I think in general, women are more tuned to the beauty of their situation um, than men are. And so, you know, men like get the temperature in the room, right? Yeah. Pull the covers down, uh, light some candles and turn the music on before she gets in the bedroom. So that when she walks in, she's like, Oh, oh. so she's already open. Yeah. And then, you know, the first thing that I think a man should do is really connect with her. Like, don't just 
minute one, you're like, lay down, bitch. You know, like it's, it's not like that. It's like connect with her first. If yeah. you can't dominate until you establish a heart connection. Like I just, I'm going to pause because I want that. That's to important. In. Yeah. Like let's yeah. underline that. If you don't have the heart connection, both long-term and in the moment, well, I'll just say, it. let's just leave it in the moment because there's a variety of situations. But yeah. in that moment, like most women are not going to be open to your domination. Yeah. And I actually, if I could tell a story, I actually mm-hmm. went to, I was in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten a few, there a few hours before my woman. And uh, so I already got into the hotel, checked in. I think I was down having a coffee. And she called me and she's like, hey, I just landed. I'm on my way in. And I said, oh, great, baby. And then I don't know if there was chit-chat, but at some point I was like, put on, that, put on the, the black dress that I love and mm. meet me at this place in one hour. And I was, I was no uncertain terms. And she was having none of it <laughs> because... <laughs> yes. Because we, we hadn't seen each other in about five weeks because right. I, think, I think she was traveling. So we hadn't, we weren't in like this immediate heart. And I just, it just crashed and burned, totally <laughs> crashed and burned. And I was like, and I don't remember what she said, but it was the equivalent of. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay, I'll back out of that one, you know, and it's, and as you said, the same thing being said in different situations can have totally a very different effect. So yeah. my point, my point in that story is you have to establish heart connection first yeah. uh, before you, so establish heart connection, eye contact. I mean, you, you know this, Sophie, I'm sure. Hold her and breathe together for a minute, you know. Establish eye contact, you know, maybe just a little bit of light stroking just to kind of get her into her body. And then, you know, at some point you might, <laughs> okay, this is very personal, but, you know, flip her around. I, I'm just envisioning, I, I had her in front <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going to regret this, but I had her in front of the mirror mm-hmm. and I was behind her and I had her, you know, pretty clenched. I had her held. And then I went through a whole process of slowly undressing her yeah. and she loved it, you know? And I, and I mean, it was, it took a long time and it was very slow, but I was doing what I wanted, you know? Yeah. I wasn't sort of like relying on her to take her clothes. I wasn't sort of unconsciously fumbling to take her clothes off and just get her naked as fast as I could. Like I made an art show about the whole thing of unveiling her. You know what I think is key almost about your story? I think because there's a slowing down in there. Yeah. It's not like let's rush to get everything off and like get it, get through it and get to the first orgasm as quick as possible. There's like a, (sighs) yeah. Imagine yourself in getting into a a cold pool, you know, in most, (laughs) Most people, you know, let's say you don't have the ability to just kind of inch it. You just, you kind of clench it and you jump, you know, like you close your eyes and you kind of jump. And that's how sexuality is for a lot of people. It's the fumbling, you know, like we're kissing and I'm just kind of fumbling to get your clothes off. And it's not conscious. And I mean, if you're just overcome and you're just ripping each other's clothes off, that's one thing. But if it's, it's just not very conscious. So this was very slow. And very conscious. And it wasn't just undressing. I was moving her and then I would pin her arms and flip her around. And, you know, so it was, it was again, the contrast slow. And then I would, then I would rotate her around quick. Yeah. You know? so. I think the other part of what you've spoken about this several times, and I think you write about it in this book, is the restraining of her body. Mm-hmm. There's something, I think, I, I love like David Data's like idea of that the that the feminine is the ocean the man is this rock and like we we like hitting against some kind of rock because then we feel that we're ocean and there's something about when a man restrains a woman's movement and it doesn't have to be like super dominated but just a little bit like my partner friends when we're walking down the street he will just kind of grab my middle and pull me towards him that's already like a slight slight restriction of my free movement it makes that i feel boundaries that i'm like okay this is where I stop and I feel how strong you are. And there's something I can push against. Yeah, that's exactly. I love you said it perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's just like a containment is the word that always comes up for me. Yeah. You know, give you a container. And then within that, you can, you can be who you are. It's almost like tango. So I, I try to tango kind of poorly, but I'm trying. I also do tango. Oh, all right. <laughs> but you know, you know this then. Yeah. I need to give you frame. But if I'm just, if I'm like all frame and just kind of taking you only where I want to go and I don't leave you any room to improvise, then it can feel a little, so you need the frame 
first of all. And then, it, you know, like the advanced form is when I can have strong frame and then I can signal to you when you've got a little bit of freedom within my frame to then be who you want and improvise and, and, and oh, I love flourish. That. Yeah. Gorgeous. And so that's, I want, I want men not to go overboard. Like we're doing everything my way. You got to like know how to give her space because then she won't feel suffocated in this container containment that you're providing for her. Yeah. So I noticed that a curiosity that's coming up for me now is what if your man is not like this at all? And you're a woman listening to this conversation. You think, Oh my God, I wish my man did that. How do you call him into something like this? Like what's, what's the, what's, this, what can you do as the feminine? Ooh, this is really tough because yeah. men will take that as again, that rejection. And, yeah. and basically you're saying you're incompetent and I think you're a loser and I'm going to go find somebody that is better at this. You know, like you don't say yeah. that, but that's what goes through our head. Mm -hmm. So you guys are in a really tricky position. If a man is fundamentally not oriented towards this, you, you know, I'll be honest, you have to decide, uh, do I feel like he can develop this or is this just like, is he never going to get it? Um, you know, you can, I mean, I say this tongue in cheek and find the book. <laughs> 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 have him call me <laughs> that's what i'm here for yeah um but like let's say you're in the bedroom and you notice that he's not really taking leadership and as you're you notice that as, as the feminine you really long for some like yeah. life domination or just to be grabbed and to to feel that for a bit and like how do you almost invite that in because yeah, I, the reason I'm asking this is because in conscious kink, it's almost the sub that's in control more than the dom because the sub is saying, here's what I want and the dom serves that. So that's why I'm thinking about that. Like if, if we would see it in those terms, like how can you call somebody into almost that kind of interaction? Yeah. Um, well, you, you definitely can't have even a hint of disgust come into your expression. Right. You know, like... Right. I don't care if you, you know, if you as a woman have let it go so far that you're now in, in the contempt stage, that's on you. You didn't say anything earlier. So you got to put a lid on that, honestly, because that's going to shut down his ego in a very tender domain of sexuality. Like we're yeah. just, you know, we're just, we're, we're susceptible to criticism. Yeah. Yeah. So invite, I'm going to use the word that you use. It is an invitation. Like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. If you, if you dominate me a little bit, you know, if you want to spank my ass a little bit or hold me down. I'm okay with that. So it's, it's an invitation rather than, you know, why don't you ever just hold me down? Right. Can't right. you dominate? You know, like, and then you see my forehead wrinkle up as I said it that. It's like, good. it's the contempt. Like that's a yeah. killer. Yeah. So have an invitation, say what you like rather than what he's supposed to do. Um, or I enjoy, you know, even a little whiff of where he held her down. Just be like, Ooh, I really like that. I'd love more of that. See, that's a great tip. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you, you water the seed. I love that. So that's my, that's my recommendation to women. And I so get that question about, a lot. Yeah, so what about in like long-term relationships where sexuality, no, let me phrase it differently. This is a topic I've been exploring the past week that often when people are in healthier relationships, the animal attraction mm -hmm. is less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's different, right? It's coming from a healthier place. Like often when we, when we, when it's a toxic relationship or there's something scary or, 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 or shaky about it, there's much more this primal attraction. So when yeah. we do finally move into a healthy relationship, I, I know from my own experience and also lots of my clients that, Hey, there, yes, there's sexual attraction, but it's not this like intense animal like thing that just happens out of nowhere. What can we do then? Because I'm sure that we can kind of awaken it with intention and of course, I know number one is by your book. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the what plug. else? <laughs> this, this is where dark energy comes in because mm -hmm. when you're fighting all the time and everything's makeup sex, like there's mm -hmm. just sort of a, like a chaos to the whole thing. And yeah. you know, that creates a, some form of edginess, you know, like it's edgy that you might not actually, the relationship might not actually last, you know? So there's edge in that. That's what dark energy does. So, we're, you know, when we're in a healthy relationship, I stir the pot. You know, if you don't stir the pot, then it's just, you know, steady eddy, and then you lose the, lose the attraction and primality of it. But that's, if I bring the dark energy, yeah. that's what's going to keep it fresh because you are always, like, even though you know I'm going to take care of you, like, I'm taking you to your sexual edge, whatever that may be. And there's a lot it's of... like a leadership in there. Leadership and... Well, I'll just say, and I'm leading you to the edge. And that 
if I'm consistently taking you, and I'm going to generalize here, but if I'm consistently taking you to your sexual edge, I don't mean in every session of sexuality, but just yeah. over time, you know, I, I got to say probably in 90% of those cases, absent other factors, like the woman stays interested, you know, she's like, wow, this guy rocks me, you know, consistently. So I think that's how to keep it fresh. You know, you got to not be nice in sex, guys. Don't be nice. Mm. In sex. I'll give one like so basic tip. Actually, I want to hear your, whether you would validate this or not, but um, don't smile in sex. Oh, great tip. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because guys, you smiling, what you're trying to do is take the tension out of the situation, you know, and you think like you need it to be safe and, and settled and that's a that's an attraction killer so don't smile during sex you know i want you to have you know men have your killer look you know it's a killer with a big heart yeah you know and of course you can smile out of pleasure it's not a it's not a rock solid thing but in general don't be smiling you know have the energy be less of i want this to be safe to more of like i'm going to take you yeah surrender to me i'm going to take you and i love you you know, it's, so it's, it's, you know, those are the things that you do to keep the edge, which keeps things interesting over the long term, even in healthy relationships. So how do you know as a man, like, if she's open to this or not? Because I'm thinking again, back to like, let's say you're in a, you're in a marriage and, and, and kind of sex has died out. There's no primal attraction. Yes. When you have sex, it feels a bit like mechanic. Um, you are now trying to initiate as a man that primal energy between yeah. you two and bring that into the space. And she's just doing the dishes. She's like, what the hell? Like, yeah. how do you know when to actually keep moving with that, even though it's uncomfortable and it's new and it's breaking all the habits yeah. and when it's actually not welcome? Well, I, to answer the question, I have to rewind. So you, you took yeah. us to the, the moment of like interaction, but it really mm -hmm. has to start before that. Like you have, you can't have this like perpetually chronically contemptuous relationship and then roll into the bedroom and try to dominate that woman. Like it's just not going to work. I mean, in most cases. So you got to clean your house up beforehand. You know, you've got to establish the heart connection, both short and long term. You've got to, you know, put to bed some of the old hurts that linger and, you know, take away those things. If, you know, don't try to dominate. And then if it fails or not, you're like, why did that fail? You know, you've got to do these things first. So clean, you got to clean up everything. And then you got to have her in the right space for it. You, again, as you said, you, well, you talked about the doing the dishes, like don't, don't just roll up behind her and try to rip her clothes off while she's doing the dishes. Like her head is somewhere else. <laughs> like that's just unskillful. <laughs> so you have to, you have to, you know, you have to warm her up. Um, now let's say like, let's, if she's doing the dishes, you might come up behind her and slowly wrap your arm around her and hold her tight and, and, you know, pull her head just gently, really gently, just a little and whisper in her ear. I can't wait to get my hands on you tonight. And then just leave it at that. Like don't try to jam your hand down her pants or something weird. <laughs> Yeah. So, but you can, you can, you can have dominating energy, but you'd have to do it in the right doses given the situation. Yeah. Now to answer your question, attunement. Yeah. Attunement. So number one, you have to make sure you've cleaned up everything around the heart connection and that you're, you know, that she's even capable of receiving your control. Mm -hmm. um, and then be situationally aware. Like if she's doing the dishes or she's stressed about her sister being mad, you know, like know that that's probably not a great time. And then attunement in the moment. So, you know, if you're trying something and she's doing this, you know, recoiling, you need to notice that. You need to have a visual on her. You need to feel into her. Um, and then adjust. I think something in the book I say is sense and adjust, sense and adjust. Yeah. So you sense, oh, I saw you wince, baby. Is that, you okay? Great. This is such a great tip. Yeah, you just check in. You just, it's okay to do that. Sense and adjust. Oh, that didn't feel good? Okay, cool. Let me try this. Versus like, oh, I fucked up. And, you know, she thinks I'm an, an idiot. Um, so sense and adjust. And it's okay. Like, I, again, I'll just throw myself under the bus here. You know, when I was learning about how to pleasure her orally, mm -hmm. I, kept, I kept hitting maybe her clit with my teeth. Like, and I kept, but I, it seemed like that kept happening. Mm -hmm. So there was something I wasn't doing. And it was real. I mean, can you imagine? Like, 
teeth into your clip. Like, ow. ow. Yeah, so it was really disturbing for her. Right. And she would react pretty strongly. Like she didn't yeah. modulate her reaction. And so I definitely felt that like, oh my God, I failed, you know? And so I wanted to recoil. And then for whatever reason, I was able to stick with it, you know, thankfully. But I definitely felt that impulse to recoil. So men don't, like, even if you hurt her with your teeth on her clit, she's like, ow. Yeah. It's cool. Relax. Yes. Tune into her and be like, baby, I'm sorry. And show her that you're conscious of how you hurt her. You're taking it in and you will adjust. And once she knows that you'll adjust, she's going to trust you. So the next time your teeth hit her clit, you know, whatever the thing is that you do that hurt her, she's going to trust you more and not, yes. she won't react quite as much because she knows that you're conscious about how you hurt her and you do adjust. So it's that attunement, Sophie, that you've got to, that a man has to have if his woman's not like readily open to the domination. There's something so important about what you're saying there because it's such a trust building thing that when you notice that if something doesn't go well in bed or you said no to something or you didn't like something and mm -hmm. he just responded with that by like, okay, let's do something else. And he was, there was, a, there was still this stability in him. That builds so much trust because that means that I can at any moment say if I don't like something or if I don't want it anymore or if I want it differently, I know I can honor myself and he's going to be okay. So, I, so that's why you don't actually have to be afraid of doing it wrong because it's actually a trust building moment that if you do something, I don't know, like hit your teeth against a clit and you respond like, okay, well, let's do that differently. She can trust you now because the next time that happens, she, she yeah. knows you're going to have her back. Yeah, it's like having a security system with cameras that are that are yeah. that the police are monitoring. You know that if something goes awry, like the, the the security system will catch it and make you safe in some way. And that's yeah. exactly what you just described. You know, there's a control system yeah. to it that's that's keeping an eye on things. Then I'm curious on your take on this. Like I always talk about that the feminine is yes, no, no, yes, no, yes, no, which is often very <laughs> difficult to understand for the masculine. Like, do you want to have sex? Is not like most women won't be able to answer it because it's not right there's three things happening at the same time a part of my body wants it a part of my body thinks oh my god i have no time part of my body feels fat like whatever it is it's all happening at the same time so we actually can't answer it mm -hmm. and the man is like this directional thing like i want to have sex you want to do this and she actually can't she doesn't move like that and so this whole like attunement is so important because what may feel good a minute ago could actually shift very easily yes yeah absolutely and the feminine needs to practice to honor that. Like, for instance, like this whole notion that you don't always need to want to have penetration, even when you are wanting to be with somebody, like it can totally be that all of a sudden your body just says, no, no, not right now. Yeah. And to actually be able to honor that because it's just the body speaking. It's not a rejection of that person. It's just something in the body doesn't want this at this moment or once it's slightly different. And yeah. so when we actually start respecting that in the feminine, this whole thing of rejection becomes very different because it's more like an attunement, what you so beautifully describe of like, how is this landing right now? Okay, we want a slightly different flavor. Okay. Yeah. So how do you help men actually, I think, under like, how do you help men almost work with that energy of the yes, no, no, yes, no in the feminine? Yeah, well, I because I, uh, I give them a contradiction, which you'll love here. Okay. Because <laughs> it's while I'm telling them to be attuned to them, mm -hmm. I'm also telling them like, don't, don't like, what do you want now? What do you want now? What do you want now? You know, like, don't yeah. have your volition be just guided by what you think she wants right. in any given moment and right. what, you're, what you're looking for the literal signals for. Like, it's the literality that kind of kills men because they're listening too hard to the yes and the no, yeah. which of course sounds crazy because of course we're in a consent culture, or at least we want to be. Yeah. So you have to, <laughs> it's like you be attuned, but don't be so literal about everything that she expresses because it shifts so much. You have to be yes. tuned in more to her. And, and she's like, Oh, I'm not wanting that. And so you stop trying to penetrate her and then you start kissing her. Yeah. Because you generally, if, if here's my consistent rule, if you guys shift into the no, it means you either went into your head or you don't feel a connection between us or yes. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just if anytime you've pushed it too far and she's like, look, I don't want you inside me right now. And when yeah. you thought she did, go back to reestablishing connection, go back to getting her more into her body. And, you know, absent other factors, most often that no turns into like, yes, like, it, I don't know. I just empirically, that's how it has been for me. So go men go back to establishing connection and getting her more into her body if she's kind of hit a wall. 
this is maybe a totally different topic, but I just notice it's coming up for me. It's the same for men. Like if your cock is doing something that you don't expect it to, and it's actually saying no for you, yep. then maybe the only thing you need to do is just come back to the connection and, and, and start feeling each other. Cause you have a bullshit meter on your body. That's saying not like this. I love that you said that because you're right. It is, it's true for the men. Our, our cock is, is a barometer of our inner state. Yeah. And men don't be so, don't get so worked up if you get soft for some yeah. reason. It's out of the blue. Like probably means you need more connection, you know, yeah. just back off and don't worry about it. And hopefully you're with a woman that's cool with that. She's not like, what's wrong? She's yeah. just like, come here, honey, you know, and, and you kind of just both ride the wave. So it's like ride mm -hmm. the wave that the ocean gives you, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't try to ride some other wave that's not being given to you by the ocean of your body or her body. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful final sentence. Thank you so, so much, GS. Yeah. <laughs> I really, fun. really appreciate your time. And uh, also this very candid conversation because it's important and not a lot of people will speak about it so openly. And, and I know lots of people are thinking about these things and are wondering and are exploring this. And so this, this means a lot to be able to converse like this. So thank you very, very much. I really appreciate that. No, it was fun for me. I, I, I felt very matched by you. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, so if people want to learn more about you, work with you, get your book, where can they find you? Yeah, the easiest thing to do is, well, buy the books uh, on Amazon. Yeah. And, um, and then um, go to the website, gsyoungblood.com. Uh, getting on the mailing list is always the best way. Uh, I put out articles. I, I can talk about trainings and new offerings and things like that. And um, then there's a Facebook page, GS Youngblood One. Uh, and then for men, there's a there, I have a uh, the masculine in relationship Facebook discussion group. So it's just men, and we support each other in kind of our relationship challenges. And then of course Instagram, GS Youngblood M I R. Those are the ways to catch up. Thank yeah. you, thank you so much, GS. And yeah, okay, sorry. I was doing three things at the same time. <laughs> thank you so much for, for your time and we're gonna speak to you soon. Okay. All right, thank you. And I have some exciting programs coming up for the end of 2020. We've just reopened the doors to the initiation, which is our men's group work led by, and wait for it, women. It's an initiation into the healthy, mature masculine from the feminine, being called out and being called in by the feminine. It's a truly powerful and unique container that has revolutionized the life of the men that went before. So if you want to check this out, head on over to my Instagram. There's a link in the bio. As for the women, I have reopened the doors to my deep dive online course, Healing the Masculine, as well as just opened a VIP exclusive Mistress Mind, which is a group, a small group, um, for those women that are ready to really go deeply into the feminine. So if any of that tickles your curiosity, do make sure to head on over to my Instagram and check out the links in the bio.